ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय Reading from Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto One, Chapter One, Text Number Nineteen. Vayam tu na vitrupyama, uttama shloka vikrame, yachinvadam rasagyanam. स्वादु स्वादु पदे पदे वयाम तू नावित्रिप्यामा यत्सिन्वतामरसग्यानाम स्वादु स्वादु पदे पदे वयाम तू नावित्रिप्यामा Svādhu svādhu pade pade Vayam We Tu But Na Not We tripya maha Shall be at rest Uttama shloka the personality of Godhead, who is glorified by transcendental prayers. Vikrame, adventures, yat, which, Srinvatam, by continuous hearing. Rasa, humor, jnanam, those who are conversant with Swadu, relishing Swadu, palatable Pade Pade at every step. Translation We never tire of hearing the transcendental pastimes of the personality of Godhead, who is glorified by hymns and prayers. Those who have developed a taste for transcendental relationship with Him relish hearing of His pastimes at every moment. Please repeat. We never tire of hearing <coughs> the transcendental pastimes of the Personality of Godhead, who is glorified by hymns and prayers. 
Those who have developed a taste for transcendental relationship with Him, relish hearing of His pastimes at every moment. Report. <clears throat> There's a great difference between mundane stories, fiction, or history, and the transcendental pastimes of the Lord. The history of the whole universe contained references to the pastimes of the incarnations of the Lord. The Ramayana, Mahabharata, and the Puranas are history of bygone ages recorded in connection with the pastimes of the incarnations of the Lord, and therefore remain fresh even after repeated reading. For example, anyone may read Bhagavad Gita or Srimad Bhagavatam repeatedly throughout his whole life and yet find in them new light of information. Mundane news is static, whereas transcendental news is dynamic. Inasmuch as the spirit is dynamic and matter is static, those who have developed a taste for understanding your transcendental subject matter are never tired of hearing such narrations. One is quickly satiated by mundane activities, but no one is satiated by transcendental or devotional activities. <clears throat> Uttama Shloka indicates that literature which is not meant for nations. Mundane literature is in a mode of darkness or ignorance, whereas transcendental literature is quite different. Transcendental literature is above the mode of darkness and its light becomes more luminous with progressive reading and realization of the transcendental subject matter. The so-called liberated persons are never satisfied by the repetition of the words Aham Brahmasmi. Such Artificial realization of Brahman becomes hackneyed, and so to relish real pleasure, they turn to the narrations of Srimad Bhagavatam. Those who are not so fortunate turn to altruism and worldly philanthropy. This means the Mayavad philosophy is mundane, whereas the philosophy of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam is transcendental. So, <clears throat> here we are getting very important information about the difference between transcendental literature in particular and mundane literature. What is the main difference? What is the advantage or disadvantage of these two kinds of literatures? That most valuable information we are getting here because 
The sages of Naimisharanya, they are asking questions to Shonaka. And in this question series, they are saying that we never get satisfied about hearing about the pastimes of the Lord, about the activities of the Lord. Vayam tu no vitripyama. Even after hearing repeatedly, again and again, we don't get satiated that, okay, now enough is enough. No more. Talk about something else. No. They are saying here that we never get. We, As we hear more and more, our inner desire to hear about Krishna is rising more. Because it is giving a special taste which is not available in this material world. That special taste that we are getting in hearing from Srimad Bhagavatam is keeping us uh, absorbed in these topics. So please tell us more and more. So this is their request here in this verse. So we'll discuss the different aspects. And plus also, because this is the most auspicious day today of appearance day of our beloved spiritual master, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada. So uh, we, we can talk a little bit, discuss about him <coughs> also all throughout the day we will be we will try to glorify Srila Prabhupada. So we can discuss that uh, how we can best celebrate this event. Out of the whole year, if there is only one important day, then this is today. It's the most important day as far as anybody who wants to become devotee of Krishna he can take advantage of this special benediction and <clears throat> worship Srila Prabhupada and make his offering to Srila Prabhupada. Because what Srila Prabhupada is giving to the world and what he is giving to the devotees is unique in the history of mankind. Uh, so many of our great spiritual masters, Guru Parampara, Acharyas, everybody, they have contributed very significantly. <clears throat> but Srila Prabhupada is the chosen spiritual master, Guru, who was given this mission by Lord Nityananda to spread the holy name, to spread the message of Srimad Bhagavatam, all over the world. So, this has not happened before. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, <clears throat> he inaugurated the Sankirtan movement. Yes. He absorbed the whole town of Navdip Mayapur in the holy name. Then he went all over India and thousands and millions of people followed him, became his devotees instantaneously by seeing him by seeing his exquisite beauty 
and by hearing his chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra, people of India, they gave up everything and they were running after Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So that description we read in, specifically in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita and other books. So, but, but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he never went outside of India. <clears throat> now, only Srila Prabhupada, he is the personality who came to America and uh, he spread the holy name in America. Then he went to Canada, he went to Europe, he went to uh, Japan, he went to Russia, Australia, New Zealand, Africa, South America, Mexico, almost uh, all of the different countries, many, many major countries of the world he traveled, non-stop. <clears throat> and he enlightened people. He gave, he distributed very freely the holy name, Hare Krishna Mahamantra. And at the same time, he was also busy writing his books, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita. So, uh, he started all these things uh, after the age of 70 uh, when he came to America. <clears throat> Very vigorous schedule. We can also look at his life before he came to America. <clears throat> <coughs> that is also very significant. But this particular period of 10 years that he traveled non-stop and he wrote the books non-stop and he talked and interviewed with all the different leaders of the world and he established Krishna consciousness as the uh, Greatest philosophy as the greatest Paro Dharma in this world. So, this is a very historical event that took place. And now, Prabhupada left in 1977. Now, after how many years? It's about 40 years. So, uh, now we see that the foundation of ISKCON society that he made is now ISKCON society is spreading all over the world like wildfire. And devotees are <clears throat> getting together to glorify Srila Prabhupada today, non-stop, all over the world, hundreds and thousands of different temples and centers. So we are joining all the devotees, and I thank you very much also for joining here today in Dallas Temple to glorify Srila Prabhupada. So, what is the greatest contribution of Srila Prabhupada? Uh, he gave us this Srimad Bhagavatam. And <clears throat> the Srimad Bhagavatam that Srila Prabhupada has given us is uh, not just to worship Srimad Bhagavatam. It's important to worship Srimad Bhagavatam every day. 
but he told us that Nityam Bhagavat, you must study Bhagavatam every day. So, why is that, that it is so important to study Srimad Bhagavatam? Just as much important it is to chant the holy name, Hare Krishna Mahamantra. Why is it important to study Srimad Bhagavatam? Because there are many rules and regulations in our Vedas, in the scriptures, in the books. For example, in Vishnu Purana, there is a reference that what should be done and what should not be done. Vishnu Purana describes in uh, uh, some detail about what what is the situation in Kali Yuga. Of course, we have some idea about Kali Yuga because we are right in the middle of Kali Yuga. How things are going outside. So it says in Vishnu Purana that people will forget all the rules and regulations of Vedas. Nobody wants to follow any rules. Even this this dialogue in Vishnu Purana is particularly between Maitreya Muni and Parashar Muni. Maitreya Muni is asking the question that Kali Yuga is coming. Can you tell me something about this coming age, the dark age? What's going to happen? <clears throat> so Parashar Muni is answering uh, in that. In 12th Canto Srimad Bhagavatam also the description about Kali Yuga symptoms. Age of Kali. But uh, particularly in Vishnu Purana, uh, it says, uh, Parashar Muni is answering, that people, they will eat anywhere, anything, without any restriction. They will not even sit down to eat or they will not follow any procedure. They will not take baths even before eating. Neither they will make any offering to Lord Vishnu, to Lord Krishna, before eating. They will eat boga, means uh, they won't uh, have any idea what is prasadam. And they will not be able to share what they are eating to any poor people or they will not share it with brahmanas or sadhus. They will just eat like animals. That's one thing that's, that was quite striking when I was studying. I thought, uh, yeah, we see this uh, people not taking bath for days and eating any kind of garbage food. So it's right there in Vishnu Purana. And because of their eating habits and other dirty habits, they'll be always be in anxiety and always they're worried. Somebody is going to give me problem. They're always thinking that someone is going to cause a problem to me. And also, they will not be able to take care of their family members, wife, children. Easily, they will abandon their family. 
they will not take care of their parents they will abandon the parents and lying and cheating uh will be very prevalent then is describing about the immoral behavior that will increase so much that mainly the politicians they will be absorbed in bhrashtachar cheating and harassing the innocent citizens instead of protecting the citizens instead of helping to solve their problems these uh, kaliyuga people the politicians will be exploiting the citizens so i was thinking that because we are in kaliyuga <clears throat> and uh, all these problems are already predicted long time before 5000 years ago so what rules and re- even if i try to follow all these rules and regulations that are mentioned in vishnu puran and other puranas mahabharat ramayana etc although it's quite difficult it's quite in detail but even if i try will it be sufficient so vishnu purana and other puranas vedas they say no it will not be sufficient you can follow all the rules and regulations but because you have crossed the ocean and you are mixing with the mediator people people who are drinking liquor etc they are described as durjana you are very freely mixing with the durjana people so unless and until you are a very strong devotee of krishna there can be some infection by their association and these rules and regulations no matter how uh, hard and fast rules you follow <clears throat> it will not be sufficient so therefore you must take shelter you must take shelter, uh, instructions from shrimad bhagavatam because in shrimad bhagavatam also is described prayan alpa yusha sabya kalavasmin yuge jana manda sumanda matayo manda bhagyai upadrita prayana that most of the times people will have very short life we see uh, 60 70 80 man is finished very few can make it up to 90 or 100 years of age and uh, <clears throat> even if you go up to 90 you're almost like a vegetable you're not very functional so this is because of the influence of kali kali yoga is uh, uh, affecting you your mind your body everything kalavasmin yuge manda and people will be dull headed sumanda matayo their intelligence is very limited they will always make wrong decisions manda bhagya and because of making wrong decisions their bhagya also is manda uh, they don't have good 
good fortune they have bad luck coming uh, in many ways and upadrita and they are because of this they are always disturbed agitated sometimes angry so all of these things are uh, described and on top of it we also see so many calamities people are going through we are here having nice time in the temple that is a very special uh, benediction mercy of the lord but uh, various places there are i just read uh, there was a problem uh, in amazon jungles they have lighted up fires and amazon jungle is providing very significant maybe one fourth of the oxygen of the whole planet but they are burning this forest it's still going on <clears throat> the forest fire is not easy to uh, quench it uh, they can even try but why they are burning this forest because they want to clear the land for cattle raising to raise the cattle and then kill them massively and then sell the meat <clears throat> so this horrendous thing is also going on there so this is like a man made calamity the whole planet all the people all the animals they will suffer because of this nasty activities performed by some people out of greed and uh, on top of it there are other calamities coming down in india we uh, saw so many uh, uh people becoming homeless because of the uh, floods rivers are flooding and creating havoc in different places of india lot of rain so uh, these things are the signs of kali yuga and the only way to get the shelter uh, or to escape the influence of kali yuga is to take full shelter of shrimad bhagavatam and in shrimad bhagavatam particularly after studying the canto 1 to 9 about different incarnations of krishna then we are recommended we are instructed by prabhupada to study the 10th canto very carefully and for that purpose even he wrote the krishna book which is the summary study of the 10th canto so yesterday we were discussing something from the 10th canto from the summary uh, uh of uh, krishna book that how krishna he has all the appliances is the owner of everything is the param ishwara is the advaitam <clears throat> and he has unlimited vishnu incarnations he is he has all the powerful energies material energies spiritual energies he is the maintainer of everyone he is taking care of the uh, all the people all the living entities in the material world in the spiritual world in vaikuntha dham in the golok dham everywhere krishna is the uh, 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 he he is the protector and maintainer of everyone 
<clears throat> so these things are established on the basis of Brahma Sutras in Srimad Bhagavatam. How Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and how He is the owner of all the appellances. Then, the appearance, we discussed about how His appearance is divine, divyam. And uh, He showed His Vishnu form right after His birth in Mathura to His parents. And then when He was six days old, He killed the demon Putana. We talked about it. Then Shaktasura, Trinavarta, Bakasura, Agasura, Aristasura, Keshi. So many big, big demons who cannot be killed by anyone else. Krishna, even as a young boy, he easily killed them and sent them. He gave them all liberation. So when we read about this super excellent, powerful uh, read about Krishna's strength. Then what happens? That Shukdev Goswami says in Srimad Bhagavatam that all the abhadreshu, all the vices, all the unwanted things that are giving you trouble, these demons, they are influences in your heart. And no matter what you do, how many rules you follow, their influence you cannot do anything about because they are very powerful and you are not so powerful. So, when you read about Krishna killing these powerful demons, then only these demons, they become mritapraya. They become like dead people in your heart. They cannot damage you anymore. And you can become very free and a happy person. Because Krishna is killing these demons in your heart. So therefore, it is recommended here, the sages are saying, we want to hear about this again and again. Vayam vitrupyama. We don't get satiated. We, we, uh, our uh, desire to hear increases more and more about Lord Krishna, Uttama Shloka. And it gives us the taste that we cannot find anywhere else. So, Krishna's, uh, we were talking about the uh, power and strength of Krishna. It's unlimited. He is the source of all power, all energy. <clears throat> So he also showed by lifting over the hill, which nobody else can do. Uh, so many, he, uh, he had one time uh, swallowed the forest fire. We talked about Amazon fire. So there was fire in Vrindavan, very big fire. And the coward boys, they were trapped. So they called upon Krishna. So Krishna said, okay, close your eyes. And then Krishna swallowed up the whole fire into inside his mouth. So there are various dis- descriptions given by Shuktev Goswami in Srimad Bhagavatam. So we see the, the power of Krishna. But then there is the another great opulence is the beauty of Krishna. Super excellent beauty. What differentiates Krishna from everybody else? is his super-excellent Kandarpa Koti Kamaniya. He is the 
most beautiful personality, most charismatic personality. And uh, uh, there is a reference. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, of course, he is relishing continuously the beauty of Krishna uh, and he's describing, he's talking about, he's discussing about it. So he's the supreme authority on Krishna. And the next to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Rupa Goswami. And Rupa Goswami, one time, he is saying that don't go to Vrindavan. He's advising in one of his poems. He says, you can go anywhere in the world, but my advice to you is don't go to Vrindavan. Because usually devotees, they say, go to Vrindavan, it's a very nice place. Especially in Kartik, month of Kartik, if you go, it's the most auspicious time of the year to spend your time in Vrindavan. Even if you can only stay for three days, four days, it is like the lifetime of the uh, uh, punya <clears throat> that you can collect in a very short time. What to speak of if you can stay for the whole month in of Kartik and Vrindavan? So, uh, there are so many uh, descriptions uh, by different great acharyas why you should go to Vrindavan and spend time there. But, Rupa Goswami, why is he saying, don't go to Vrindavan? And then he says, by chance if you go to Vrindavan, don't go near river Jamuna. Then, by chance, if you end up at Jamuna, don't go to Bansiwat. Because if you go to Bansiwat and by chance, if you see a bluish colored Howard boy playing on his flute, then you are finished. Your whole life is completely different. Now, what will happen is that you will lose interest in everything else and you will become mad for this blue boy, Krishna. He will uh, attract you so much that you will forget everything. So, uh, he's advising like that, that uh, don't uh, go to Vrindavan. So, because... Uh, Rupa Goswami, he has <clears throat> seen the beauty of Krishna and he has personal experience, so he's advising like that. But of course, the devotees and the other Acharyas, Gurus are saying that even whatever happened to you, generally speaking, if you see in this world, young boy is attracted to a young girl. And then whatever he may be doing, but he's always remembering uh, his girlfriend. Or the young girl, whatever she's in the home or wherever she is, but she's always, 24 hours, she's thinking about the young boy. So this is natural. So similarly, when you go to Vrindavan and when you see Krishna, then what happens is that this love of Godhead, 
that is inside the heart, it's in a sleeping stage. That reawakens, it awakens, and then you, just like a young boy or a young girl, you are hankering after Krishna 24 hours a day. You're chanting Hare Krishna 24 hours a day. Nobody is asking you to chant, but you're chanting, you cannot stop. You are reading, studying Bhagavatam. Nobody is asking you to study Bhagavatam, but you are absorbed. So you want to know more and more about Krishna. Swadu, swadu, pade, pade. Because now you are captured by Krishna's beauty. So uh, this uh, particular feature, the, uh, the Aishwarya of Krishna's beauty is considered by Rupa Goswami and by our Acharyas to be the topmost Aishwarya, even surpassing all other. All others are very super, excellent, high-class Aishwaryas he has. But his beauty surpasses everything else. And there is a reference in 10th Canto, Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 31, text number 1, Jayati te dhikam janmana vraja, shrayata indira shashvadatrahi, daita drishyatam dikshutavaka, vaidhita savatvam vichinvat. So, this is a particular song of uh, gopis, it's called Gopi Gita in Bhagavatam, very famous. And in the when gopis came to see Krishna in the middle of the night in Vrindavan forest, that time Krishna, he had an exam for the gopis. He said, before, uh, you can participate with me, I'm going to take your exams. So in this examination, Krishna did something he actually disappeared. And then he wanted to see now what these devotees are going to do. So that time when they were searching for Krishna in the forest, gopis are singing this song as an answer to Krishna's examination questions. So this is the first verse they are saying. That because you appeared in Raja and Vrindavan, now Raja Vrindavan is celebrated as the best place, as the highest place in the creation. Because you appeared. That is the reason. And on top of that, in every home in Vrindavan, the goddess of fortune, Lakshmiji, is going and making sure that everybody has all the necessities of life and all the Aishwaryas uh, of life they are getting. So, Shrayate Indira Shashwadatrahi. So, this is because of you that Lakshmiji is so eager to make you happy, to please you. She is providing everything to the residents of Vrindavan. And uh, we are just cowherd village girls. And we have totally dedicated our life to you, to serve you. But you have no appreciation. 
we are sold out servants to you we have given up everything else in your service and only thing only benediction we are asking from you only favor we are asking from you is that you please give us your darshan we're not asking is that a lot to ask we're only asking that you please give your darshan to us we don't want anything else then they say in the second verse 10 30 1 2 sharad udasaye sadhu jat sat sarasi jodara shri mushatrusha suratanasate shulkadasika varada nignato kim kim vada kim neha vada so uh, then they are describing krishna a krishna's beauty here in this verse comparing with the lotus flower that your features are so attractive that when we look at you because of your beauty it has a magical effect on us and our beauty increases just by looking at you you are so beautiful and on top of it you you have this one thing that when you look at us from the corner of your eyes then uh, it comes like an arrow and goes into our heart in hindi they say chanchal chitwan krishna when he looks at the devotee and then <clears throat> there is a mild smile on his face so with this smile and with this look he captures the devotee so therefore the elderly people in rajavrindavan the uh, uh, elderly ladies specifically they would warn the young gopis that don't go near this boy krishna and don't look at him Yeah, so they would put it, because if you do that then you will be finished so they already knew so they would also advise like that so krishna's looking at you with smile is one, another feature of his beauty and on top of the uh, when he is playing on his flute that mesmerizes the whole world specifically in vrindavan when he is on the bank of river jamuna or at govardhan or anywhere and he is playing on his flute then the birds are flying uh in the air and they forget flying and they come down on the ground the cows they are eating the grass and they forget the chewing and they are stand still the calves are taking the milk from the cows and they stop that the river jamuna waves are flowing but then when the venu vadan when the flute playing of krishna is starting then the jamuna water is stand still and the waves are standing like that water is not even moving and the stones 
that Krishna is standing on starts melting. <clears throat> so, so many different effects are there in the whole area. Uh, the animals, the birds, everything is described. Then you can imagine what must be happening to the people. And the devotees like gopis, etc. So, uh, that is also part of his beautiful nature of Krishna. That is described here. And these gopis are saying that because we are sold out servant, we are thinking that by not coming before us, you are killing us. Because we cannot live without your darshan. And you are not coming. So, uh, you will be responsible for our death. They are saying like that. This. Then in the next verse, 10.31.3 Vishajalapyayat Vyala Rakshasat Varsha Marutad Vaidyutanalat Vrishmayat Majat Vishvato Bhayat Rishava Tevayam Rakshitamuhu. That previously you have protected us in so many different ways. And now why you want to kill us? And if you want to kill us, then why did you protect us? So you protected us from Vishajala, from the Kaliya Nag poison. From Vyala, from Agasura, Rakshas. From Varsha and Maruta, from the Trinavarta demon. Vaidyutarnalat, from the Indra's anger when he wanted to kill all the Vrajavasis. Uh, Krishna protected the Vrajavasis. And Krishna swallowed the fire in the forest of Vrindavan. Then Vrishamaya, he protected from Aristasur demon. Then Maya Atmajat from the Vyomasur demon. So like that, uh, from so many calamities you have protected us. So now why you want to kill us? And if you want to kill us, then why did you protect us? So like that, gopis are requesting Krishna in different ways, describing his glories, his protection, his beauty. And then finally in ten thirty one nine he said, Tava Kathamritam, Tapta Jivanam Kavibi Iditam Kalmashapaham, Shravana Mangalam, Srimadatatam Bhuvi Granantiya Bhuridajana. That your Kathamrita, Krishna Katha, is the only nectar that can save the suffering Kali Yuga people. The suffering people, people have so many problems. But if they hear Krishna Katha, then this is Gopi's recommending, Tavukatha and the great kavis, the great authorities, have already tasted this nectar and they are describing 
So this nectar, when you take it in through your ears, you drink it through your ears, the nectar of Krishna Katha, then Kalma Shapa, immediately all the sins in your heart are vanquished, destroyed. And your life becomes mangalam, auspicious. Auspiciousness comes to you from everywhere. Srimadatatam, saubhagya, good fortune comes to you from everywhere. So therefore, the great personalities are going all over the world and distributing this nectar of Krishna Katha. Guruvi Grinantiya Buridajana. So, out of all the great personalities who have been traveling all over the world to distribute Krishna Katha, the most significant is Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada has given us this benediction. And uh, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam specifically, also Chaitanya Charitamrita, Bhagavad Gita, Chaitanya, Nectar of Devotion, all these books. Prabhupada is giving us this nectar, and we simply have to take advantage and drink this nectar every day. So, I will stop here if you have any questions. There are so many wonderful descriptions about Krishna's beauty, uh, how it is surpassing everything else. And devotee, his only business is to hear about Krishna's beauty and Krishna's appearances, Krishna's glories, glorious activities, and make his life successful. Hare Krishna. So, if you have anything to add or you would like to ask something about Today's topic that the sages of Nemisharanya are saying. <clears throat> Please, most welcome. Thank you very much again to all of you nice, wonderful devotees. Srila Prabhupada ki, Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Vancha kalpata rubyascha kripa sindhubhe evacha patidanam pavanebhe vaishnabhe evacha.